a quote from my grandfather. You control your time Mm -hmm. or your time controls you. Hello, and welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Hi, I'm Harvey Robinson, and I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, author of Speak Up, Get Clients, and co-author and collaborator of The Impact of One Voice. And speaking of The Impact of One Voice, I have one of our very special co-authors with me today, and that's Evelyn Gwynn. Yes, and Let me tell you a little bit about her because Evelyn Gwynn is the owner and founder of Shimmick Freelance Writing. She helps business owners, entrepreneurs, authors, speakers to become known as the go-to experts in their field, building lasting relationship and grow their businesses. She's had many successful leadership roles, taught in J.R. Shaw School of Business, and built a successful career in freelance writing. She brings her skills as a writer, project manager, and business leader to transfer your message into engaging and powerful content that resonates with your prospects. And her chapter and what she is here today to share with you is Master Your Hamster Wheel. So welcome, Evelyn. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction, RVM. Looking so forward to our conversation together here today. You're welcome. You know, I am so excited to have you on the show today. I've read your chapter and it is so spot on for entrepreneurs, not only today, but even back in the day, but it is so spot on. And your your solution is Maybe it is is spot on as well. And it's a solution that everyone needs to hear about. And so, Evelyn, I just want you to share a little bit about how we can master the hamster wheel. I think, you know, a good place to start is to look at the way that you do things. And most of us are taught uh, for, right from school uh, to follow the process. And And that, you know, there's a process to passing your classes and to learning your multiplication tables. And we carry that thought process with us um, through our lives. And so when we get out into something like business uh, where, you know, it's it's up to us to keep our schedules, you know, we we look for the process. How can I do this? How can I make this process work for me? And, uh, you know, especially if you go into coaching and learning how to do things with some help, a lot of times, the first thing they ask you for is proof of concept, right? Uh, tell me that this, this business will work. And then um, they, they give you some preset things to help you with your proof of concept. And so you've got to get out there, you've got to make 5k, you've got to make 10k. And, and, you know, kind of prove to your family and to your friends that you're there for them and that you can do all of this. And that is probably uh, improper prioritization. And that is what got me and many of my clients on the hamster wheel. You get so busy with that step by step, you're growing, you're making some money. uh, And then one day you wake up and you think, 
I just can't do this. I, how can I get all my client work done? And then I'm supposed to go out and, and do networking and, you know, integrate myself into the business world. And how, how do I have time for all of this? And, and then there's, there's the demands of your family, you know, especially if you have a young family. So it's really super tough um, to, to, to dot all those I's and cross all those T's. And not to mention self-care right? No time for self-care. So here you are, you started, tell us a little bit about how you started your entrepreneurship, how you started to get on that hamster wheel that you jumped on that hamster wheel, not even knowing, not even meaning to get on it. And then you had one person in your life that changed everything. I want you to tell us what, where you started. And then that one day that shifted when you got the answer on how to master the wheel. My kryptonite is that I'm conscientious and I want to make people happy. And so that's where I, that's who I've been. I came with that programming. That's who I am. And so, you know, I did everything to make everybody happy and, and, and to meet all of my obligations and goals. And I just got to the place where it was like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is, this is too much. Even finding my pencil is too much of a job for me. And, <laughs> you know, just, just no motivation at all because it was just going to be another day on that hamster wheel. And uh, I belong to a, a networking group and I'm, I'm, the, uh, I'm the greeter. So uh, I was, I, I'd had a rough night. Um, I, it was, we start early. We start at 7 a.m. Uh, I have to be there 15 minutes ahead. Uh, and, and I had just finished working at 6 a.m. Oh, so, no. yeah, so, so yes, I was tired and uh, we have this dear, dear man. His name is Abraham. Uh, he's from Croatia. I really, really love him because he's like, he's like our Yoda, you know, uh, he's, he's done it all. He's seen it all. And he came on, he's the first guy on, we usually have a few minutes together. And he said to me, you, my friend, <laughs> look like the morning after the night before (laughs) what is going on in your life and so I told him it couldn't possibly be morning after the night before because I was still in yesterday even though everyone else was into today I was still in yesterday you know and and he so so you know he said he said well what happened and I told him how I've got these customers and and I, I wanted to meet all of my my obligations. The technician part in me loves to write, loves to put things together. Uh, that particular night, I had a forensic psychologist who had, uh, she goes into the courts and she had three, three court appointments and she needed these things done. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he, and he said to me, you know, it's really just uh, the way that you're looking at it. Uh, because he said, I know Canadians and, and they're process people, they're technicians, they love this. Mm-hmm. He says, but you need to you need to reprioritize. Have you ever tried just looking at the outcome? What do you want at the end? And so that was the question that he asked me. And you know, I, I hadn't really thought about this before. This was completely backwards to me. You were you were just going like this on the hamster wheel, trying to keep up, like so many entrepreneurs do. Exactly. And I just wanted uh, to be good at my business, and I had a coach. Um, at that point in time, uh, probably you've heard of him because he is from the United States. His name is Larry Wingett. And oh, he's, yeah, I know Larry. He's also a speaker. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, he is. And yeah. he said to me, you know, uh, do what you promised, when you promise, 
how you promise and you'll be successful in business. And, and I have, I have that poster up on my wall in my office. It's down now, (laughs) but I had it up there and, and I was doing my best to fulfill his mandate. And, uh, and, and Abraham said, stop, stop for a moment. He says, I've got three easy steps. I want you to try. So first off, he says, go and get some sleep after this meeting. When you wake up, I want you to to get a piece of paper, identify the problem that you're trying to solve. Well, the problem that I was trying to solve was I didn't have enough time for everything, right? That's the whole hamster wheel, right? And he said, so once you do that, uh, you know, uh, drill down to determine your specific objective. So my specific objective wanted, you know, I wanted to make my customers happy, grow my business, spend time with my family, those were all important objectives to me. And I was failing and I was miserable. And, you know, and he said, and then lastly, uh, once you've determined those outcomes, uh, ensure that they're measurable, ensure that you can, you can come back and say, hey, how, you know, am I being successful? Am I managing to, to meet my expectations and the expectations of my clients? And like I said, he's our Yoda. And, and once I just looked at it that way and just took everything apart, then I was able to put together an outcome statement. And from there, I built my schedule. Uh, So, you know, um, the outcome statement that I came up with was, I want to organize my time to incorporate outreach sales calls, meetings, meeting client expectations, uh, looking after my obligations and the needs of my families and friends, and still have time for self-care. Beautiful, beautiful. Some might say that that's a mission statement or an intention statement. And so many entrepreneurs don't have any such statement or roadmap to go to. So now once you put that in place, you decided what your mission or your outcome was going to be. Tell us what happened. Well, you know, I was I was much calmer. Once I had that and, and I and I wrote it up and I put it up above my window ledge so I could see it. Mm-hmm. And so then I went and I broke up my week. Right? So I had the specific and I broke up my week. And what I came up with uh, was Mondays. I spent time researching, campaign building, attending training sessions, you know, to improve my skill set because I always want to be at the top of my of my grade. Uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I set aside for client and project work. So I just totally focus on that. Uh, Thursdays, I set aside for meetings uh, with clients and networking. And then on Fridays, uh, I create nurture campaigns for my customers. Uh, But I also spend time uh, in the afternoon doing everything that I didn't quite get to during the week. Right. And and this... This left me uh, the weekend for family, friends, and self-care. Yay, beautiful. So now tell me, when you did that schedule, because this is a fear that some entrepreneurs have, did you lose any clients? Did, did it mean that you didn't have time for clients and that you had to turn them away? Or did you find by being more organized that you could take on better clients and really get the job done? Yes, I, I, I definitely felt that it was helpful. I was more focused. Mm-hmm. You know that feeling? I really hate it. No matter what you're doing, you feel like you should be doing something else. Yes. That feeling completely went away. Yeah. So then I had focus time. 
so I could do my social media campaigns and I could spend time, uh, you know, on LinkedIn looking for that client, that ideal client that I love to work with and, and feel completely right about it. I wasn't checking my email every 10 minutes to make sure I hadn't missed something because everything was organized. You know, it, sometimes when you're an entrepreneur, it's, you know, people say motherhood is difficult, but uh, entrepreneurship is difficult too, to kind of keep all those things, all those balls up in the air. Absolutely. You know, what I, what I hear a lot of my, um, some of my colleagues and some of my clients that they, they think other people think that just because they're an entrepreneur, they're working at home, that they have all this free time and yes. they, and they, you know, indulge in, in the entrepreneur's time. And as an entrepreneur, we have to say, stop, you know, I am not available between these times to, you know, run the kids to school or to go grocery shopping or to be here when the air conditioner guy comes. And I always find that that's what eats up the time. So a lot of times you have to, as an entrepreneur, yes, you have to focus yourself, set your calendar, just like you said, but at the same time, train how important it is it to train your family and friends yes. around you that just because you're home does not mean you're not doing anything or not at work so what do you say to your friends and family that might want to indulge a little bit on some of your working time you know i just treat it most because because we're mostly online now uh most people don't realize that i have a home office so I, I treat it just like I would my office in, in the, when I was in corporate. And uh, for my family and friends, yeah, it's a little tough. Sometimes they, hey, let's go, you know, let's go shopping or something. Yeah. Um, but, but I usually just tell them, I'm sorry, that is right smack in the middle of my workday. Uh, can we do something on the weekend? Would right. that be more fun? Good, good. Or yes, or, you know, they want to take a long lunch and you can just say, look, let's do it in the evening where I'll have more time and we, I can relax because I know I would go to lunch and then, you know, it's like, okay, you know, an hour. Now it's an hour and a half. I got to get back. I got to get yes. back. It would be stressful and not as much fun as if you could just go out with your girlfriends or your clients a little bit later. All right. So very cool. Now tell us a little bit more about, I love the story about Abraham, but you also had some great quotes in your chapter that your mom used to always say to you that maybe didn't serve you and that your father used to say to you. And I know every entrepreneur, our mothers and fathers were our first mentors and coaches. And sometimes we we, you know, we hear what they say, it goes down a deep level, and, and, and we believe it. So tell us a little bit about that and how you had to kind of, you know, move on past some of those early mentoring uh, quotes and recommendations. For sure. Well, my mother was always, uh, I was always a reader and into stories. And, uh, you know, my mother would ask me to do things and, and uh, she, I don't know, maybe she resented it a little bit because she never really got the reading bug. She never really understood that. And so when she'd ask me to do things, she would say to me, well, if I gave you some money to buy a book, you'd find time to read it, wouldn't you? Right. And, you know, and, and that's, you know, and I know that she meant it out of kindness. It sounds a little harsh, but she meant it out of kindness. But, uh, you know, my biggest takeaway from that, because you know, when I was a child, it was perfectly logical. 
yeah, of course I'd find time to read it. Um, you wouldn't. But, you know, what I take from that now is, and I tell people that uh, when, you're, when you're a writer, uh, sometimes you look like you're just staring out the window, um, but it's, it's a tough job being creative and you have to think things through. And uh, so she taught me that. She, you know, uh, she taught me that it's okay to take that time uh, that you need to think things through and to do planning. And uh, yeah, I hear her sometimes, but I now I just smile back and I say, mom, you know, sometimes you have to, uh, you have to take a little step off the hamster wheel uh, and, and re, you know, rethink where you're going and uh, how, how are you going to know when you get there? Uh, so that was great for her. My grandfather used to always say that um, time is only a friend of the young. Oh, I love that quote. That's right. That's in your chapter. What time is only say it again. The friend time is only a friend of the young. Isn't that true? Because when you're young, you're bored. You don't have enough to do. Well, now maybe it's different. But uh, yeah, but now it's not a friend. Tell us more about your grandfather. Oh, okay. Well, my grandfather was, uh, well, first off, um, he was he was an adopted grandfather because I, I didn't have a grandfather of my own. By the time I was born, he was already gone. Uh, in fact, he uh, passed away about a month before my mother was born. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So uh, we had family friends and uh, he had he had um, lost his grand his his grandchild. So I became his grandchild because I was about the same age. Beautiful. And uh, he was, you know, he's really uh, wise and he'd, he'd been in business as well. He was a business person and, uh, and he had lots of these time things because I think he might've struggled with the hamster wheel a little bit himself. And uh, one day I told him I was bored. I remember it. He, you know, uh, my mother, you never told her you were bored because she always had a list of chores that could be done. <laughs> So uh, you learned early not to tell your mother that you were bored or you'd be polishing silver or something of that nature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but I was with him and uh, we were waiting for an appointment and I'd been there for a while and I was a little bit bored. And uh, so he said, you know, you should appreciate this feeling of being bored because when you're young, uh, you have all this time and, you know, it goes on endlessly, like, like you know, waves out onto the ocean uh, and you should enjoy this. Uh, enjoy taking naps and and just having time to sit and read a book uh, because that's not what the adult world is like. No. And so <laughs> and you know what he has proven to me that to be 100% right. That Amen. is not what I found in the adult world. Amen. Amen. That is that is so wise. So our time is almost up today. So if you had some last words of wisdom which I know you do and I do want to just say this. Your chapter is one of the most well-written in the book. Of course, you are a freelance writer, and it is so well-written. It really pulls the reader in, and I just love how you started it and then, you know, how you came full circle and finished it. So I encourage everyone, of course, buy the book and um, and read um, Evelyn's Evelyn's, (laughs) – I'm going to call you Evelyn – Evelyn's chapter – uh, because it is so well written and it is it has the answer. It has the answer to master the um, the hamster wheel that we've all found ourselves on at least one time or another. And again, here you are. 
you're re- you've you've dreamt of having an entrepreneur business, right? And yes. then you found yourself on the hamster wheel. You wanted to give up, right? You wanted to like quit and go back to corporate America. Now, the and there's many entrepreneurs that feel that way, but the problem with that is this: there's people that you're supposed to serve, people that need you more than the corporate people, right? The corporate exactly. People, you're just in a job. But when you're an entrepreneur, you're here to serve and to help people. So don't don't dismay. Instead, read this chapter, find out how to get and master that wheel. You may never, ever get off it as an entrepreneur, but you sure can control it and slow it down. So so Evelyn, 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 <laughs> I was mastered it earlier. Uh, tell us again, last words of wisdom, how you can master, how these people listening can master the speaker, the, um, the, um, the, um, the hamster wheel. I always call it, I, I'm, I thought speaker wheel, speaker wheel, but no, the hamster wheel. I am going to give you one more uh, quote from my grandfather. Ooh. You control your time. Mm-hmm. or your time controls you. So take a look and find out, you know, determine the outcome that you want. Uh, we are all gifted with some special talent and we are obligated to share that with the world. Find your talent, take a look at your outcome that you're looking for, drill down, find the specific objectives and then determine the best way that you can use your talents and share them with the world and make the world a better place because it's waiting for you. Beautiful. Well said. Now I also understand that you have something free for our listeners today. Yes. Uh, But I'm not sure how they're going to, maybe we can put it in the chat later. Um, But if, if they reach out to, to me, I will uh, give them this chapter for them to review with the steps in it. And also I have uh, a step-by-step way that they can change from process to outcome. Beautiful, beautiful. Implement those steps and make it real for themselves. And I will put those in the show notes so you can all go and listen to this podcast and get that free gift in the show notes. So why don't you give everybody your email address that might be listening live so they can go and at least email you and request the gifts. Okay, so um, my email address, I'm just going to spell it because it's a lot of letters, E-V-E-L-I-N-E-G-W-Y-N-N at S-A-M-E-C-H, same C-H, freelancewriting.com. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. Well, we have to end our show for today, but thank you so much for being on it. I just love your chapter. I love you. And I just look forward to, um, you know, more writing with you, more books and more writing and more um, activities with you. So thank you again so much for being on the show. All right. So that wraps it up for today. I hope you enjoyed our show again. Tune back next week where we will have another author for you. In the meantime, get out there and speak. Bye for now.
Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review and feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a million dollar speaker.